Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here we go. Another brand new Flyers Daily for Wednesday, April 20th, as the Flyers go down against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Game final of 5-2 against the Leafs. Leafs in the second period. Go to the go into the second period. Flyers and Leafs scoreless. And then you get seven goals in the second and third period combined. And it's a Leafs win. And they continue to roll. And they rolled despite not having, as we kind of outlined in yesterday's episode, uh, the most prolific goal scorer in the NHL over the last couple of seasons, really four seasons, in Austin Matthews. And they come away with the two points and get the win. Uh, Flyers did outshoot the Leafs in the game 39-29, to yet Toronto had the puck possession-wise about nine minutes more than the Flyers. So those confounding stats where the Flyers are able to outshoot the Leafs despite having the puck for nine total minutes less in the hockey game. But that's exactly what happened. William Nylander, two-point night for him. And like I said, no scoring in the first. And then eventually the scoring opens up in the second, just 135 in. These goals early in the second period have been a killer for the Flyers. Oh, and Timothy Lilligren uh, comes in from the point. And too many Flyers flooding one side of the ice again. Coverage breaks down. Lilligren's just wide open for a pass uh, out of the corner, and he's able to beat Martin Jones' high glove. But then James Van Riemsdyk tied the game at one, not on one-two, but his third whack of the puck. Uh, pass Jack Campbell, and then Nylander on the power play. Another east-west pass. Uh, Kevin Hayes got caught a little high here on the PK when Lawton's kind of on that strong side chasing the puck. Uh, that other forward has got to back down a little bit to prevent that east-west, that cross-ice pass. And there was just such a huge lane for Mitch Marner to send that puck to Nylander for the one-timer. He buries it. It's 32nd, 2-1 Leafs. Then Jason Spezza gets the goal at uh, the final minute of the period, and the Leafs go up 3-1. to one. So you give up a goal minute 35 into the second, and then you give one up in the final minute when Spezza scores that one at 1935. Now, this second period didn't look like the second period of the Anaheim game or the second period on Saturday night against Buffalo. You're looking at a really good team in the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they showed why they're a really good team. The Why had they have the third best uh, points percentage in the NHL? And obviously, the Flyers aren't on that level. I didn't have any problem with the effort in this game, yeah, there were some mistakes that ended up in the back of their net. You have a lot of young players out there against a really good team, and those things are going to happen. Uh, so this wasn't one of those games that leaves me frustrated or anything like that. You look at this game, and you go, both teams played a pretty good game, and the team that's better won 5-2, and that's what happened uh, for Toronto. Camp scored in the third period, then Ronnie Adderd with an absolute laser beam of a shot. We all know that Ronnie Adderd has that big, booming slap shot, I wasn't aware that he had the snapshot that he put over the shoulder and glove of Jack Campbell. Campbell played it really well, did not give him a lot of room on the short side. Matter of fact, his left leg was slightly in an overlap of the post, cutting that short side angle down even further. And somehow Adderd found maybe the width of a puck to put that one in, and he wires it up top and the uh, gets the goal, his second as an NHLer. And Jack Campbell was even apoplectic after, kind of like, did that go in? Like, how the heck did he beat me short side there over my glove? I'm, I covered this really well. But nonetheless, uh, Adderd is able to wire that one home, and eventually the Leafs get an empty netter, and that's your final of 5-2. to two. And like I said, this is one of those games where you watch it and you go, okay, they're, 
yeah, we don't like the result. Nobody likes to lose. But when you look at the situation through realistic eyes, you go, okay, this makes sense. This score makes sense given all the players the Flyers are missing, given what the Toronto Maple Leafs have, given the fact that Toronto is playing really well. And all of those elements added up to a 5-2 win uh, for the Leafs. Now, the Flyers did lose Kevin Connaughton in the game. He's got a lower body injury. We'll hear from Mike Yo in just a second. He talks about it. He's going to miss some time. I mean, how many more injuries can you take on the blue line? I don't know if Cam York or Rasmus Ristolainen are ready to come back coming up Thursday against Montreal. Flyers will have to have another emergency recall. But at this point, I mean, who are you recalling? You're, you're so far down the depth chart with who you're putting on that blue line, and now Connaughton's out. Uh, I don't, maybe Clem Denning's an option, or maybe you get York or Aristolainen back in the lineup. Are they traveling with the team? Are they tested with enough advance notice? Because when you go to Canada, you have to test earlier. So I don't know uh, what the situation, how it'll play out for Thursday, but uh, it looks as if Kevin Connaughton will miss some time, and the injuries continue. And this team has been plagued by them all season. Obviously, a varying consequence. And I'm, I'm not going to say that, you know, Connaughton being injured is huge consequence, but given this situation where you're just, you're, you're running out of bodies, it is of consequence. And uh, so we'll see how they handle Thursday in Montreal. Uh, Flyers right now with the third worst por- points percentage in the NHL. So if you look at the, uh, NHL draft lottery simulators, that is their spot right now. And their chances go up uh, being the third worst uh, record from a points percentage standpoint in the NHL to 10.9% to land the overall pick. Now, Seattle has a game in hand. They've only played 56, and they have Colorado tomorrow night. So we'll see how this plays out and the draft lottery plays out in due time. But five games left for the Flyers. Like I said, Thursday against Montreal who is, uh, right now, has a 12.1% chance to land the number one overall pick. They have a 662 win points percentage this season. Then Flyers will return home on Sunday at 4 o'clock to take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Then they'll head to Chicago on Monday, Winnipeg on Wednesday, and they'll wrap up the season against the Ottawa Senators on Friday the 29th. So just five to go in this NHL season, 77 games in the books, and then uh, an offseason full full of intrigue, full of question marks, full of what route will they take in the offseason? That's really the big question. Yeah, they said aggressive retool, but will their actions in the offseason also say aggressive retool? How does that play out? That's the thing that I am most interested about of anything. I tend to not listen in pro sports to what they say, I tend to listen to what they do. It's like when we hear coaches praise a player or critical of a player, and you look at it, some of this is messaging because all the, how you know how a coach feels about a player a lot of times is how they, the usage of that player, situations, minutes, role, all those things. That tells you more representative of the exact feel of a coach towards a player. 
All right, let's get to uh, Mike Yo. After the game, he addressed the media in Toronto. Mike, we've spoken a lot to you recently about second period yeah. and things that haven't gone so well for the team in that stretch. What about tonight in the second period wasn't right for you guys? Well, first, I thought it was a tough call on Proby. The goal that they scored, PK was doing a good job up to that. Um, so, uh, and then uh, definitely some teaching moments, learning moments, uh, you know, for, for the young guys, time management, uh, clock management, understanding, uh, you know, the situation of the game. we got to make sure we do a better job to get those pucks in deep. Obviously, a turnover there that uh, towards the end of the period that, that uh, made a 3-1 lead that was uh, a big goal. Like I said, that's, uh, that's a good opportunity for those young guys to learn from a situation like that. It's on one hand, you have two successful penalty kills in the first period. Yeah. That's really just a very dangerous power play. Yeah. And then, but you put them on the power play five times. Yeah, that's, that's not exactly. That's uh, the last time we played against them. We, we were talking about that, that uh, we only took one penalty. And so uh, obviously we gotta we got to do a little bit better job of making sure that we're not putting ourselves in a tough position like that. What do you want to see from young guys like Brink and Gates and that are from here to the rest of the season. Yeah, just uh, I, I want to see them. Obviously, it's a it's a challenge playing in the NHL, and it's a real challenge. You look at every one of these guys um, coming in here; they're, they've all used to playing a college schedule, and uh, obviously, a, a, you know, almost in the time that they've been here, they've played about a half of a college season already uh, in a very short period of time. So it's a it's a it's more of a challenge to make sure that you're up and you're ready for every single game and, uh, and you know, how you take care of yourself, how you prepare and all those situations. And, and there's times where you might not have a hundred percent energy and that, you know, how you're able to play through that game to make sure you use your head and play a smart game. Um, so there's a number of things. And, and, and again, I think the biggest thing is probably we're looking for improvement, you know, as far as understanding of the game, uh, how to be successful both with and without the puck and, uh, and uh, play confident. And, uh, and I think that they've done a good job of that so far. Mike, how's Kevin Kanan? Uh, not good. He's got a lower body injury. Uh, don't have a, a full um, diagnosis for you, but I would say that uh, he's going to miss some time here. Hey, Mike. Uh, despite the loss, there's a lot of young players in the lineup. Do you think there were any positives, uh, you know, from their games yeah. moving forward? Yeah. No, no. There was a lot of positives in the game for me tonight. I, you know, again, I think we made some mistakes. I think at different times our our execution wasn't sharp enough. Um, you know, and again, credit to, to a good hockey team. Uh, they play a good game over there. Um, I thought for, you know, large moments of this game tonight, we did a lot of good things. And, and again, I think that there were situations where we have to learn from that were made uh, critical mistakes that ended up in the back of our net or, or, or at least put us in a bad position. I thought uh, the effort was there from, from the goalie out. Um, just have to try to find uh, a way to keep getting better every game here. Uh, there's Mike Yo discussing the game, and of course uh, Kevin Connaughton going to be out with that lower body injury. We'll see how they fill that D role. And you know, Mike said also that you know there were some good elements to come out of this game. And one of the things he mentioned about the young guys is that a lot of these guys, Noah Cates, Ronnie Adderd, you know, they're coming out of a college program where they play far less games than the NHL pro players or even uh, World Junior or Major Junior players. And you have to get used to that grind of playing four, sometimes five games in a week. And you're not going to have your energy at the same levels when you only play on weekends. And you got to manage your body and manage your game when you don't have peak energy in the tank. And that's one of those things that you got to use your brain for. You got to figure out that, hey, if I don't have my energy tonight, I got to know that, A, I have to watch my exertion levels. But I just got to play smarter. 
I have to make better decisions and more detailed decisions with the puck, whether that's chipping a puck deep, how you go back on a puck, you know, moving the puck and letting the puck do a lot of the a lot of the movement for you, getting up the ice. When you have to go to that situation for these guys, that part is all new. That part is, holy, wow, we're playing a lot of hockey here. Yeah, I don't have to go to class, but between, you know, the four to five games a week and all every day on the ice, it is a lot. And that's one of the other good things about getting these guys that are fresh out of college that sign their entry-level contracts into the NHL because it's going to open their eyes to a, a different different level of fitness and preparation for a season uh, to be able to go through that grind of 82 NHL games in basically six months. You know, it's a whole different ball game than 35, 36 games at the collegiate level over basically the same period of time. So that's another element that they are learning right now about being a pro. And that's an important thing for them to take into their offseason because uh, you just don't step in and adjust to the NHL, the, the schedule, the travel. You know, in college, when you go to play a team, you, you go play multiple games in one location. You don't go to Toronto tonight, play that game, jump on a plane after tonight, and then head to Montreal, practice there tomorrow, and or practice there today, you know, morning skate tomorrow, game tomorrow night, fly from Montreal back to Philly, and then Pittsburgh, and then next week you're going to be going to Chicago, you get there a day early, then you're going to fly out of Chicago to Winnipeg. There's a lot of, a lot of different elements there, not to mention customs and all of that stuff. So uh, a lot more things to think about as pro players than they had at the collegiate level. All right, that's going to put a wrap on this edition of Flyers Daily. We'll preview the aforementioned Flyers-Montreal game in tomorrow's episode. But everybody, enjoy your Wednesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Daily. Seven,